재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. I think we've all had the experience of returning home on a hot, sweaty, sticky evening. We change into something cool and we blast the air conditioner up high. And then maybe we fall asleep on the sofa. A few hours later, you wake up. It feels like somebody has poured concrete in your sinuses. The Koreans have a specific word for that, and we're going to talk about that and other air conditioning slash heat-related maladies in this edition of Health Mirror with Doctor of Korean Medicine, Yesu Jennifer Lee. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Well, uh, I discovered this when I first moved to Korea, and mm-hmm. I had this constant summer cold, one of the worst summer colds I've ever had. I see. And mm-hmm. somebody suggested to me that it was maybe from too much air conditioning. Yes, it's called Nengbangbyeong in Korean. Nengbangbyeong, yes. uh, which is literally what? Cold room sickness. Yes, uh, so Nengbang is air conditioning. Uh, Nengbang is another word for air conditioning. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, as opposed to aircon, the borrow word. Yes, exactly. Nengbang, uh, ne- <laughs> Nengbang is a little bit more uh, traditional. So, air conditioning sickness. Too yes. much of it. Yes. Too much air conditioning causes sickness to your, like you mentioned, sinuses and also throughout your body. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about this uh, habituation to body temperature. In Korean medicine, so your body temperature changes suddenly if you turn on the air conditioner. Just because it's been hot just a while ago, seconds ago, and all of a sudden this cold air comes out into the room. Mm. And even at rest, the human body produces a lot of energy, but it's when it's hot and like we mentioned the other week, your body starts sweating to keep you cool. But the, when the body is starting to cool off your body and all this, the room is suddenly getting cooler as well, then your body doesn't really adjust to the change temperature and it starts getting sick. Well, and to take this and speed up the timeline, uh, we've talked about this before, but um, people who have a sudden almost allergic reaction to a change in temperature, particularly going from a hot room to a uh, cold room, an air-conditioned room, that'll trigger uh, your sinuses to sneeze and sneeze. Uh, So, Ningbangbyeong, perhaps you could look at that as an extended timeline version of that sudden reaction. Yes. uh, They have two different major symptoms. One is, like you mentioned, sneezing and all these respiratory symptoms, which is not only uh, caused by the change temperature, but also from the hygiene of the air conditioner. So if there is full of, say, dust or Mm -hmm. different kind of bacteria, then people would react even more to the change temperature. Uh, And another symptom that we wanted to talk about is also fatigue and body ache. So like you mentioned, when a person starts uh, falling asleep in a suddenly cold room and when he wakes up, then he might feel very, very heavy. Mm -hmm. His body might feel very heavy and he might feel very tired even after a long sleep, which would be due to the sudden change of temperature from hot to cold. Yeah, you've essentially uh, put yourself in a refrigerator. Yes, you do. You're having the physical effects of that. Before we move on, you know what we did on Monday with uh, the rock scholar uh, Alex Sigrist? We had a Mm -hmm. whole discussion on fan death. While we're on this thing of hot and cold and temperature changing, um, what's Korean medicine's take on fan death? Is it uh, purely a a wives' tale or is it something that has some remote grains of truth in some some annals of uh, medicine? 
Um, I'm sorry, but I'm not really familiar with Van Death. Okay. <laughs> that shows how relevant it is to the, the scientific community now. Uh, Van Death being this uh, warning that you sometimes hear, don't go to sleep in a room where the windows are closed and it's not ventilated and leave the fan on because that is oh. for some reason dangerous. Oh, yes. And we explored that and unpacked it. Oh. Most expats, and I dare say most Koreans, kind of snicker at it, mm-hmm. uh, at the idea. But I wondered if perhaps out of some of these old uh, Korean medicine texts or uh, oh. some origin, you know, when electricity or fans first came around, perhaps there was some grain of truth that uh, was to be derived. Oh, um now that you mention it, we are familiar with fan death, uh, mm-hmm. as in the the, uh, the people from, say, the pat the elderly start mm. warning us mm-hmm. about if you turn on the fan fan on and and if you keep the room closed, then you might die because mm-hmm. of the fans uh, keeping on turning. Yeah. Um, but I think recently there's been a scientific re- uh, evidence that it's not exactly uh, relevant. Sure. Yes. Okay. And I think that's the. Uh, uh, well, the take on Korean medicine as well. Sure. Uh, and there's there's some wisdom in it in the sense that, uh, you know, monitor your temperature at night. Mm-hmm. And the fan, of course, blows a lot of dust around and it particles. Does, yes. uh, and it's very easy to wake up in kind of a worse state than when you fell asleep. Yes. Let's dig into our annals of the Joseon dynasty as we tend to do each week and uh, how does how do the royal experiences of the past relate to these uh, Ningbangpyong and temperature illnesses? Yes, so there's this Seungjeongeon uh, Ilgi and records of uh, the kings reacting to extreme heat mm-hmm. whereas they because they didn't have any air conditioner they was there wasn't any kind of Ningbangpyong in the past. Sure. But there are two kings who were extremely uh, uh, well sensitive to heat and who if they were in the present right now then who will be very sensitive to Ningbangpyeong as well sure. uh, first king is King Yongju who's the 21st king of Joseon dynasty and he's the one who lived until 70 uh, in his 70s to rule as a king so he's been the king for about 50 years and he was very well known for being weak at adjusting to hot weather. And that's exactly what the annals said of King Yongjo. And he's always, he was always looking for ways to boost his energy in the summer because he was very weak. Um, and what he ate was chogi. It's a, it's a kind of sengsan, fish. Like a fish. Yes. He ate it as uh, sengsan or as soup or as what? As, as a, well, roasted any okay. kind, just a usual meat, usual nice. meal, and um, that was uh, to add more chi and to be stronger in temperature change. That's exactly the uh, the term that the annals of Joseon Dynasty put because mm-hmm. he because you know how even in the summer there's uh, at night it's very cool, especially in the past it's been very cool, and in the day during the day it's very hot. So he wanted to well adjust to this kind of temperature change, and to do that he wanted to add more more chi into his body. Is it uh, across the board an accepted wisdom that fish in general adds chi, or are there some fish that do and some fish that don't? Actually, it's this specific chi, uh, jogi, this okay. fish, that's f- very well known for adding more chi in Korea. I uh, will duly note that. I'm going to go get me, myself some jogi for these summer days. <laughs> yes. uh, one more king? Yes, and that's uh, King Sado, who's, who we have been talking about pretty uh, often these days. He's the son of King Yongju, and I'm this pretty is sure... again the guy that got locked in a rice box. Yes. I imagine he had some body temperature issues, didn't he, yes, when that he happened? Yes, he did. Yes, uh, and he was actually 
actually recorded as a person who often started to sweat even in cold weather. So he had this extreme chi inside his body. So obviously he had a very hard time adjusting to summer temperature. He was a bit anxious too, wasn't he? Yes, Didn't he Didn't get along with the king. That'll exactly. make you anxious. Yes. So Nengbangbyeong in our modern context is uh, we're a little bit soft now. We have air conditioning most of the time or at mm-hmm. least a couple of good fans. And so we have the technology to make ourselves too cold in the summer. <laughs> so how do we manage Nengbangbyeong? Yes, so what we suggest uh, in Korean medicine is to add more qi and heat in, into your body whereas air conditioner really takes out the heat and qi from your body. Mm. And one example would be eating samgyetang. Yes. Yes. And this kind of uh, uh, therapy or remedy to your body is called ER in Korea, which is a very popular term around this time during the summer. This is one of the interesting things when you arrive in Korea as an expat mm-hmm. on the hottest day of the summer, the bungna, the, uh, yes. the peak of summer heat. Yes. Koreans will line up around the block for hot chicken soup. <laughs> and um, it, uh, it, it's surprising. And it then is. when you start to unpack the, the point of it, uh, the, the, you're adding the chi, replacing the lost chi, reviving your energy. Yes. And I think there is some, I've heard this in other contexts, mm-hmm. there is some argument for equalizing the inner and the outer temperature. Yes. Exactly. I've heard you should. I've heard Indians say this too. You should drink hot tea on a very hot yes. day and match the inner and outer temperature, and you'll feel cooler. Yes, yes. It's amazing that you just mentioned Indians because I was about to bring the example of Indians right now. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, because they eat uh, curry mm-hmm. and they eat hot. They, they drink hot tea, which is exactly the way of equalizing their body temperature and inner uh-huh. energy to the outside temperature. And that's in, uh, one way of doing that in Korea would be eating samgyetang, which is sure. a very hot soup with hot meat, mm-hmm. which is chicken. Mm. And they try to equalize their body temperature with the outer environment. There's, I mean, there's some... Right on the surface, there's some wisdom because the side product of both of those foods Mm -hmm. is that you start sweating. When you eat curry or when you eat hot soup, regardless of the room temperature, you're going to start sweating a little bit. And that is your mechanism for cooling off. Yes, it is. So uh, another uh, herbs that I wanted to mention alongside samgyetang, which is also used in Korean medicine, is one is kepi, which is Asian cinnamon which is very well known for warming your body and relieve tension and, and nervous anxiety. Is Asian cinnamon significantly different from sort of the brown cinnamon sticks we might know from Western contexts? Um, actually, it's from... So the, they are from a slightly different origin. Okay. Yes, they have very similar uh, smell and taste, but they are sl- slightly different. Nice. And um, yes. we talked about, it was just the other week, uh, was it you or was it the local eats ladies that were telling me about Meishil? I think it was, uh, we were talking about Meishil. Yes, yes. I think it, would, it might have been both because it's very, very popular among Koreans yes. to use Meishil. They're growing like crazy now, aren't they? <laughs> yes, it is. This is the season. Yes, it is the season. And Meishil is very well known among, uh, well, just around folk therapies as well to treat any kind of stomach aches. And also from car sickness, because it really boosts appetite and energy that's been lowered due to fatigue or any kind of cold. It was definitely the local eats, ladies, because we ended it by saying, hey, wouldn't meshil raisin ice cream be really oh. nice? Would that be cheating Would that, in terms of the heat effects? Um, that, would, that would still work for your health, wouldn't it? I think so, yes, because meshil doesn't exactly have this hot energy inside. It really just helps your digestive system. Meshil... 
uh, kepi, which is Asian cinnamon. We all know about samgyetang at this point. Mm-hmm. Any other foods that help us with our summer problems? Uh, another, another example is toraji or balloon flower roots, which mm. really helps your respiratory system, including your nose and throat. We're kind of exiting toraji season at this point, right? It is, it is. And we're going to have a little break, and then they'll come back in and fall. They're really nice. You just blanch them and uh, do them up with a little soy and sesame oil. You've got a great punch on, <laughs> and you can regulate your temperature as well. Yes. Very nice. So uh, is there anything in the way of more modern stuff, vitamins, vitamin mm-hmm. C? Should I, should I be ingesting any of that? Yes, there has been much debate over whether vitamins uh, or any kind of supplements help ward off or relieve symptoms of cold, including nengbangbyeong. And there has still been debates. But although most of them is going out, it's very helpful. Okay, there you go. Some tips for avoiding nengbangbyeong, staying healthy in these hot months. Jennifer, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. And Koreascape resumes right after this.